Dear friends, and welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. I am Francis Wesso, and I'm excited you are taking the time to listen to our podcast. This is the second episode of the series Understanding Timings and Seasons. In our last episode, we talked about how it is crucial for us to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit to make sure every major decision in our lives is on time with the plans of God for our lives. We also spoke about how God made everything beautiful in its time, and since we want our lives to be beautiful, we must work within God's timing. Today we will try to cover as much as possible about what the Bible tells us regarding the seasons of our lives. We know that God does not operate within the limitations of time, since He is eternal, but He created what we know as the universe, planet Earth, and men within the limitations of time. Go with me to the book of Genesis. We are going to read chapter 8 and verse 22. But before I read it, I got to tell you that today I felt like reading from the New Living Translation or the NLT. Most of the time I use the NIV, but for whatever reason today we'll be using the NLT. So go with me to Genesis 8:22. It says, As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter day and night. Here God gives us a warranty that as long as the earth remains, its seasons are going to remain. When we talk about seasons in the natural, we're referring to each of the four seasons of the year, spring, summer, autumn or fall, which is my favorite season, and winter. They are marked by particular weather patterns and daylight hours, which is the result of earth's changing position with regards to the sun. But since we not only live in the natural world, but also in the spirit world, we need to understand that there are also seasons in the spirit. As we discussed last week, the spiritual seasons are different from natural seasons because they are not directed by earth's position regarding the sun, but by God's plan for us. Hence, these seasons do not have a set length or time frame. Some of our spiritual seasons can last years and others just weeks. Not always, but sometimes we can either extend or shorten our seasons. An example of this was the season of the children of Israel in the desert. God's plan A for them was for the season to last just a few days or maybe weeks at the most. But as we know, it lasted 40 years. Obviously, we do not want to force God to extend our seasons because of our disobedience. But since God is more interested in our growth and maturity than our comfort, we can indeed extend our seasons way beyond the original plan of God for our lives. That is why it is important that we discern each season so we obtain the maximum benefit of each season and have an understanding of when that season is coming to an end, which is extremely important. But before we go on talking about seasons, I need to make sure that we are all in the same page. Some of you might be wondering, What am I talking about when I speak about spiritual seasons? Go with me to the third book of Ecclesiastics and let's start reading verse 1. We are going to read eight verses of the chapter, which says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, 
a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time from refraining from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. In this book, King Solomon gives us a list of spiritual seasons. For lack of time, I am not going to cover all of them, but I want to talk about a few of them. Let's start with the first two. Let's speak about the time to plant and a time to uproot. I gotta tell you that this is the first summer in which I have planted tomatoes and I have gotten an amazing harvest. I am very happy about it. But before I could plant my tomatoes, since I live in an area where instead of dirt in my backyard, I have clay, I had to work very hard uprooting weeds and replacing clay with good soil. Since we're not talking about my garden, but about spiritual seasons, I need to tell you that in our lives, there are going to be seasons in which we will have to do much planting. Since we never plant for the present or the past, we always plant for the future. The seasons of planting require much faith and obedience. A season of planting in the spirit is a season where you will work and will not see the fruit of your labor. It will be where God will ask you to bless others with your finances, your time, your love, and basically all kinds of resources. And depending on your spiritual maturity, this is a season where your faith will be tested because usually your planting season is not a season of abundance. Here, I would like to share with you a couple of nuggets of wisdom I learned a long time ago. First, planting in the spirit is a little bit different than planting in the natural. In the spirit, most of the time you bless a person and you receive the harvest of that seed from another person. You might give an offering to children in Latin America and God will give you your harvest for that offering through your business or with a race at work or even through other people here in the States. Also, we usually know the time it takes a seed to bear fruit in the natural, but that is not the same case in the spirit. Sometimes you might plant a seed and it might take years for that harvest to come. Your harvest usually comes when you need it the most, which works in our favor. Another thing that I like to teach to people is that when you sow a seed, you need to sow your best seed. What does that mean? It means that you do not sow what you do not want. Please always give God your best. For example, if the Lord puts in your heart to sow clothing, never ever sow all raggedy things. The last thing you need is more rags. You always reap what you sow. So sow your best. If God asks me to sow my time, I make sure that the time I give him is quality time. I do not give the Lord my time while I'm driving in traffic. I always make sure that I give God my best. David, the man after God's own heart, never gave the Lord something it did not cost him. He understood the principle of sowing and reaping, so please do your best. But coming back to our subject, there are also times or seasons in our lives where we will have to do some uprooting. A few months after I got to Bible school, my mother got diagnosed with cancer. I had grown up in a denomination that taught me that we should always pray for God's will in our lives. That sounds godly, but I was used to praying things like, 
God, if it's your will to heal, please heal my loved one. But if not, help us understand your plan. Those prayers sounds good to the people praying it, but not to the person who is sick. Around the time my mother was diagnosed, I learned in class that we have authority over sickness and disease, that Christ paid the price on the cross for our healing, and that we should stand on God's promises to heal. My entire family prayed that way, and God healed my mother. That was only the beginning of my season of uprooting all kinds of erroneous teachings I had received in the denomination in which I grew up. I got to tell you, it was a hard time for me. It was hard to change because I had grown up with so much religion. But when that season was finally over, I was able to live in freedom. I've had a few more seasons like that throughout my life where God has uprooted my ways of thinking and has forced me to grow up. And my prayer is that he never stops doing that. I do not want to get stagnant in my knowledge of God. It is possible that you might be in a similar situation where the Holy Spirit is opening your eyes to freedom of religion. Or maybe you have been uprooted from a controlling situation. And even though it might be hard for you, it is for your own benefit. Change is hard, even when it's good. Let the Holy Spirit uproot everything that needs to be uprooted from your life in this season. Do not fight against what he's doing in your life, for you and in you. That will only extend the season, and neither the Holy Spirit nor you will enjoy that. The Bible also tells us that there are times in our lives to kill. This sounds dark and even ungodly, but I guarantee you it's not. There are different types of death. Catherine Kuhlman used to say, I've died a thousand deaths talking about the transformation that the Holy Spirit had done in her life in order to be his vessel. Child of God, you and I will also go through seasons of death. Remember that the psalmist tells us that even though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, we shall not fear evil, for he is with us. Sometimes we need to bring our dreams as sacrifices to the altar of God, like Abraham brought his son to the altar. Sometimes God asks us to kill those dreams. There are times that he resurrects what he killed, and others where he doesn't. But in those cases, he gives us new dreams. But no matter what, we can always trust him. If he is asking you to kill a negative relationship, please do not drag your pain. Put an end to it. I had to close a church many years ago. It was extremely painful to do it. I loved the people, and that church was my dream. That was a difficult season, but that season brought me to a beautiful season of healing. That, my friend, is the amazing thing about trusting God with our seasons. He knows what is good for us, and He never takes us from one season to another just to cause us pain. Yes, sometimes we experience pain, but there is no growth or healing without pain. In the process of me killing my dream of a church, God healed my broken heart, and it took away not only the pain of losing that church, but also the pain I have been carrying with me since I was a little girl. Once I was emotionally healthier, God gave me a bigger dream. So do not be afraid of killing whatever God is asking you to kill. A new season is on the horizon for you. There are also seasons to love, which in general are always pleasant. But you might be surprised at what God might be asking you to love. Some of you might feel stuck because God has asked you to love people who are hard to love. Do not forget that God asks us to love our enemies. So please do not confuse a season because it does not look like what you expected. I have a friend who got sent to a church 
that was full of very difficult people. She had nothing in common with them and could not understand why God had sent her there. In her words, to serve them was like trying to hug porcupines all day long. It was very painful, but God asked her to love them. Years later, even to this day, she testifies that the lessons she learned while she was loving those pesky believers saved her so much trouble in ministry that she will always be grateful to them. Do not miss what God might be doing in your life thinking that all seasons of love are easy or enjoyable. At the same time, do not misunderstand a season of hate. You might find your destiny in what you hate. I did. I hate ignorance with all my heart. I have seen how much people suffer due to ignorance, and I have dedicated my life to teach and train believers. People are always asking me, how do I find my destiny? And I'm always telling them that we find our destinies in our passions. We find it in what we love and in what we hate. I hate abuse, especially in children, and that is why Global Grace is committed to helping children around the world. Sometimes the circumstances we hate compel us to find our destiny. A mother that hated the consequences of drunk driving in the 1980s created MAD, or Mothers Against Drunk Driving. This organization has saved the lives of countless people. So be wise regarding your seasons. Do not just endure a season. Get everything God has for you in every season of your life. Go with me to Daniel chapter 2 verses 20 and 21. It says, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are His. He changes times and seasons. He deposits King and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Here Daniel tells us that it is God who changes times and seasons, and therefore He is the one that gives the wisdom and knowledge to discern them. If we invest time to ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and we ask him to reveal the season we are living in, he does tell us the purpose for every one of our seasons. If what is going on in your life does not make sense, please stop trying to analyze it and take time to ask God about it. Stop kicking against the goats. One day on his way to Damascus, Paul thought it was his season to kill believers until God stopped him on his tracks and revealed to him it was his day of salvation. Study Ecclesiastes 3 and allow the Holy Spirit to bring you light regarding your current season. You will be surprised how, by just changing your attitude about where you are, you will accelerate the end of your season, or it might help you to truly enjoy your season. Stop living in darkness as if you were not a child of God. Since I spoke about my passions, I want to humbly ask you to visit our website at globalgraceministries.com and check out the wonderful ministries we support. They are ministries who do not have any assistance from major donors anywhere and are doing amazing things here in the States and overseas. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Please do not miss any of the episodes in this series. We will be speaking next about how to end our seasons correctly. If you would like to get our Word of the Week or become one of our partners, please go to our website, globalgraceministries.com. God bless you. Thank you.